Hello, I'm Greg Howard Jr. and this is Don't Make This Weird, the podcast. Each week I invite a special guest to talk about their life, news, politics, and anything else that may come up. Head over to the Patreon where you'll get the random questions game, a secret from my guest. You get some merch for being a loyal patron and you get this whole episode uncut and without this bit about joining the Patreon. So head over to patreon.com forward slash springbreak83 productions to join now. All right, so we are here today uh, with another one of my favorite people um, on the internet. Um, she's a mother, she's she's amazing. Um, I just I I don't know how better to describe her than she's she's amazing, and she is one of the people who's opinions i trust more than most people that i interact with on twitter so friends please welcome my friend gamma ray hello hello that is like the sweetest thing anyone's ever said about me thank you so much no problem no problem um so it's been it's been a heavy, heavy week as far as the news goes. Um, so we're just going to dive right into it um, and start talking about um, the Elijah McClain case. And for those of you listening who are not familiar, um, Elijah McClain was a young man on the spectrum who was walking home uh, last year. Uh, he was in a ski mask and someone called the police uh the police detained him um and they called an ambulance and the ambulance basic the emts basically um gave him an overdose of ketamine which killed him um and just in the past couple of days, uh, the grand jury has decided to press charges against the officers and the EMTs involved. Um, so my question to you, um, one, first and foremost, as a mother, how prevalent is the fear that one of, like, this could happen to one of your kids? It's, it's pretty prevalent. Um not as prevalent for other women and other mothers that have black children. Uh, but it is still something that is on our radar all the time. Um, you know, especially because Elijah was very introverted and it seems awkward. And that seems to have been like a huge trigger for the people that were interacting with him. Um, and that is concerning because we have a lot more kids coming up that are openly awkward and introverted and autistic and we have to learn how to handle not handle them but how to interact with them in society better than what we're doing um do you feel that because this incident um is months old uh this was 
if I recall correctly, it happened in in the run up to the 2020 election. Um, I don't off the top of my head know the exact date. Um, do you feel like it took too long to get to this point where these people are being charged? Well, it always takes too long, in my opinion. Um, this this happened in 2019, which caught me off guard because it's actually been two years. And for some reason, I thought it was something that occurred last year. So, and I know we're losing time because of the pandemic. So it's hard to keep it all straight. But I just feel like, you know, if you just look at what happened and how every single person involved in it got it wrong, it, it just does not make sense that it took two years for them to return an indictment at the very least. Um, because it was, I mean, it seems obvious to the rest of us watching it unfold that they violated a lot of his civil rights. Um, so it, it's always too long, in my opinion. I see, the, you know, I didn't even realize it had been two years. Like it, I guess because, you know, we spend so much time like, watching the news and keeping an eye on the headlines that it's still it's still fresh to mm -hmm. us um do you feel like there's with you know the guilty verdict in the george floyd case um do you feel like there's a glimmer of hope for his family that they will also receive justice I think there's a, a slim glimmer of hope. I'm concerned about this uh, this term excited delirium that they're using to, um, to say that's why he died. Um, just because that's not an actual medical term. It's not adopted by the American Psychiatric Association. It is not in the DSM-5. Every person that has been diagnosed with excited delirium has been pretty much a black man being restrained by police. So I'm concerned they're gonna do what they did with George Floyd and try to turn this into a, a medical issue when it was not a medical issue. Will it work? I don't know, but I, I feel like that's the angle that they're going for. I guess it's just another one of those situations where we just, we have to hold our breath and, and hope that, you know, a jury will get this right right and i want to say that they would but then how do two paramedics stand and take an order to inject somebody with a drug overdose you know what i mean like i just worry that so many people are just like nobody wants to say something or do the right thing or whatever so um i always worry about that now, the other big piece of news recently, um, the Supreme Court handed down a decision in the middle of the night um, that they would not halt the Texas abortion ban. Um, obviously, they got it wrong. Um, what are your... As... As again, as a mother and as a woman, uh, where where are you at with this? Well, um, 
I'm very, 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 very for legalized abortions across the board. You know, I'm living in Canada now, and it's just a part of our health care. Like, it's not even something that is talked about, like, amongst people. It's just, oh, you go into the doctor and you get it done. Um, I don't like the idea of... Um, reproduction being policed by anybody. I don't like forced sterilization. I don't like forced birth. I think the people choosing to have the child should be able to make that decision. Obviously, most of us do. Um, my, what I worry about Texas is that it's kind of like a um, red herring almost. And it's, it's like, I'm seeing a lot of like white women, like, choosing this as their cause instead of like voting rights which i feel we can't fix the supreme court stuff if we don't have voting rights and so i feel like this issue is almost a distraction even though it's an important issue it, it's an issue that gives white women something to be very concerned about that centers them um i really think we should be watching more the Mississippi case that is going to be going before the Supreme Court in a few weeks, because um, that one I think will have more an effect on Roe v. Raid overall. Um, Texas, we just, I just think all of us who can get Plan B should be buying Plan B and stockpiling it in their houses to send to people who need it. I mean, that's like all we can do for Texas right now. Um, and just encourage your local politicians to support codifying abortion as health care. Now, you, you actually, you touched on an interesting point um, because at the same time that uh, the Texas legislature handed down the law about the six week abortion ban, there were also, I believe it was 55 other laws. Um, and I believe some of them were voting yeah. right restrictions, right? Yeah. But we haven't heard a peep about them. Yeah. So it's it's an interesting point that I think we should be observant of. Um, so while we're on the topic of the Supreme Court and Texas, um, we've got a letter from a listener. Uh, it comes to us from Robin C. Hello, Robin. Thank you for listening. Um, Robin has uh, actually two questions. Uh, she wants to know how you how you feel that the uh, Supreme Court decision is going to set precedent for legislation going forward, and how long in your opinion, before other states follow suit with um, anti-abortion laws? Well, I mean, the Southern states already have their laws pending. So this, and that's why I was pointing out the importance of this Mississippi case, because this Mississippi case, um, It, can, it will cause a ripple effect of other states who have this legislation on the books um, and are just waiting for a Supreme Court to make a decision before they pa start passing this legislation. So that is a reason why I brought up the Mississippi. We got to be watching that. It's going to happen. It's, they've been waiting to do this for, you know, um, 
me and another poster who were who grew up in the church say this a lot they've been planning for this for like 40 years um so i expect other states to follow very quickly and on that on that same note um how how much of the share of the blame do you feel falls not only with people who voted Republican in 2016, but also people who voted independent or third party wrote in uh, Harambe and Michael Jordan. How, how much how much of this is their fault as well, in your opinion? Um, they they have a, a, a lot of burden that they don't want to carry for this. <laughs> um, Again, as someone who is not like a citizen of the US, who is more of an observer of the political system, I feel like Americans really don't understand that their country was set up to only be a two party system. And when you're voting third party or independent, you're harming the entire system. Um, and so I, I'm hoping maybe they're gonna learn this lesson by what is happening to the federal courts um that their vote really does matter like i think a lot of people just want to vote for harambe because haha it's funny um but that's what happens when you have that many people who think haha it's funny now we have a split system that's not working for anybody do you feel like maybe the u.s would be better suited with a multi-party system I mean, I'm in favor of a parliamentary system just because that's what I live in and I like it. But the problem is the US, the framework of the US was designed specifically to not be parliamentary. So it's one of those things. I mean, it's just like the constructive white supremacy. Like you have to, it's the framework, right? So you have to break it all down and what do you replace it with? maybe a parliamentary, but could you convince the American people that that's what the country needs? I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> we can't even, at this point, we can't even convince people to get two free shots. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I think, like, instead of looking at other countries and saying, like, oh, we could be like Denmark or, oh, we could be like Canada, you need to, like, look at America for what it could be, what I was told it was when I was a kid as an immigrant, and actually do that part with your two-party system, it will work great. But it's just that, like, you know, racism. So <laughs> you got to fix that first. So. Um. So moving on, another really bizarre, kind of heavy news story this week. There, <coughs> excuse me, um, there was a mother who was stripped of her parental rights for being unvaccinated um, because only in America. Um, you know, as, as I've started with all my questions, as as a mom how do you you know that is a slippery slope either way i think it's it it shows that we're just in this really 
like rock and hard place of forcing people to do what they don't want to do, um, which is kind of taking away their liberties a little bit. Um, I, I wonder, so my hesitation with this is that um, I'm just wondering, like, is the, the other parental figure of this child abusive? Does he regularly take this mom to court over little things? Is he using this as another tactic to, like, alienate her from her children? Um, that's a problem if that's what he's doing. But if the, the parent has a high-risk job and could potentially infect and kill her children, well, that's also not awesome and not in the children's best interest. So it's like, I'm glad I'm not the judge making those decisions. <laughs> Cause that's a really, it really is a hard one because there is a line of personal freedom and there is a line of social responsibility. And what is that line? And what happens when you cross it? Like, I don't know. Do you feel like a, I've seen this pattern of uh, people who have talked about this particular story um saying that the judge overstepped do you share that or i mean i feel like you could accommodate a visitation even if the parent is not vaccinated so like an outdoor at the park, no hugging, no kissing type of thing. Parent wears a mask, children wear a mask. You set up rules and boundaries. I think completely cutting off contact, if there's no other basis, if she's not being abusive to her children, she's not exposing them to drugs or whatever, then it does seem a bit much to completely restrict her access. And would a judge do that to a father? That's, that's a good question. Um, as, as somebody who is in Canada and kind of looking at the madness in the US right now, <coughs> excuse me, um, do you feel like there, some of these people who are taking like horse dewormer or um, viper venom, I think the new one is, um, Roundup weed killer. Um, okay, but did you see the one about the? There's like caves with radiation or something, yeah. and you go in the cave, it'll it'll kill you eventually. <laughs> Do you feel like the people who are who are willfully remaining unvaccinated and taking these? unproven steps do you think they should have their parental rights removed hmm i mean are they they harming the children like it's really hard to say when the state should interfere with a parent's right it really is and i can't i mean you know i was a I was an abused child. I was a neglected child growing up. And my parent, like, literally did not have food, did not have electricity sometimes. No one intervened then, right? And so are we really going to intervene because a parent is taking horse dewormer? Like, I, I don't know. It just seems a bit 
overkill. Yeah, I just I I think my my feeling on it is a lot of these schools are not implementing mask mandates. <clears throat> so these these kids could be one we're starting to see more children die of covid. Mm -hmm. Those numbers are going up outrageously. Um but they could be asymptomatic carriers because the parents have tested positive for COVID. Right. <laughs> it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a weird, but like, why don't, we, why don't we then be more like be louder about demanding a mask mandate and a vaccine mandate instead of saying, Oh, well, I guess I'll just give my kid some horse stew warmer. Like there's better ways to try to protect your child um, than giving them something meant for an animal. Yeah. I think we just have to like, people get scared, right? And fear is such a driving factor in what motivates us. And so I think a lot of people are just scared and they don't know what to do. And I also think pride is a huge thing because nobody wants to be wrong. And a lot of these people are wrong and they have been wrong and they, they don't want to admit it now because they've been riding this train for, you know, six years now. They don't want to admit how wrong they are. And so they're going to die by their wrongness and unfortunately take others out with them. It's just, I mean, it's heartbreaking, but like we can't save every single person from themselves. What do you say to the people who are saying that we should, those of us that are vaccinated should be reaching out and trying to convince the unvaccinated people? I'm, I'm done with that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because it's one of those things like, where is my energy best spent? And I'd rather talk to people about voting, about organizing, than trying to convince someone who does not want to be convinced um, to take a shot that's free. And literally one of the safest vaccines we've ever had. Yeah. Um, so you know, I, I try to be patient, I try to be graceful and understand people's like intersections and nuances and what motivates them personally. But on a bigger picture, like, again, you can't save every single person. So I will do what I can do. But I'm not going to sit here and hold your hands either, because there's bigger things that I have to worry about. I can't keep you from from dying. You know, <laughs> somebody said you can't save somebody who won't save themselves i mean you can't you really cannot and that goes for anything you know you have to whatever they're there i don't want to say bottom because i just hate that phrasing but whatever it is that that causes them to have a paradigm shift has to happen for them and if you can't be that person who triggers it then you just you gotta move on and let somebody else come and maybe they're the trigger you just it wasn't meant to be for you and that person, you know? Yeah. And that's okay. Um, before we move on to the next uh, little news story, um, I want to ask, as a Canadian <coughs> who watches American politics, um, do you have a race in the upcoming midterms for us that uh, you've got your eye on that you're excited about? Um, oh, there's so many. Um, North Carolina. Um, I can't remember everybody's name right now, but Beasley for North Carolina. 
um, Demings for Florida. I'm really, really watching that Florida race. Um, I think everybody's eyes yeah. Florida right now. <laughs> um, yeah, I think those are the two that I'm really just really, really watching right now. Um, it's actually the Canadian election here on September 20th. So for the last couple of weeks, I've been trying to catch myself up on Canadian civics because I know absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Because I spent my whole life in the state and, you know, I'm just going to be honest, American politics is way sexier than Canadian politics, even though it's a dumpster fire, it's a sexy dumpster fire. So um, it's more entertaining. So I have not paid attention to my own country. So I'm trying to, you know, get my um, self familiar with that. And then once that's over, I will refocus on the U.S. midterms because once September 20th is, is over, then it's just midterms for me. Excuse me. I've got something like caught in the back of my throat. And I can't dislodge it. I, I'm vaccinated. I, anybody that's listening, I do not. I'm not COVID positive or anything. I. So last news story of the week. That's you know we're we're gonna end our talk about the news on kind of a lighter note. Um, a Michigan judge recently. Um, decided in favor of a young man whose parents threw away $35,000 worth of pornography. And now the parents have to pay this young man back for all of this, <laughs> all of this porn, in addition to paying uh, the young man's legal fees. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wow. I mean, um, I mean, were these like classic playboys or something? Cause I could kind of see it then, but if it's like some old nasty penthouse, like, you know, yeah, I'm, tr I'm trying to wrap my head around like in a digital age, what, how do you accumulate $35,000 <laughs> worth of porn that can actually be thrown away? <laughs> It is, it is a very old concept, isn't it? Like, because there, there, there's websites, there's whole websites now. <laughs> oh, yes. My children have found, I'm pretty sure, all of them. <laughs> and I'll tell you, the digital age of porn in teens is not for the, um, for the week. <laughs> so I... If one of your children had $35,000 worth of porn, would you throw it away? Um, I don't even know. Like, I guess not, because I don't tend to throw my kids' stuff away. Um, I have one kid that loves to hold on to random things that I think is garbage, but it means something to him. So I learned a long time not to just throw their stuff away. Um, I would probably ask him to store it somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> or charge him for storing it since it's worth so much. I, yeah. But I'm not really like porn is porn and sex is sex and kids need to know about it. And I'm not, I'm very sex positive. So them possessing $35,000 worth of porn, I'd be like, maybe let's find a different hobby. But, you know, that's cool. I also, I can't help but wonder, like, 
$35,000 is a lot of fucking money. It's a lot of fucking porn. Yeah. Like, like, was it stacked in his bedroom to the ceiling? I, you know, like, let's, let's say combination magazine and DVD. Porn magazines are like, what, 10 bucks, 12 bucks? It's been a while since I've bought one, so I'm not sure. Yeah, like, I, <laughs> you know, and a DVD is like 15, 20 dollars. Still? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so, I mean, even still, like, that's that's an investment. It is. And, like, how old did you say he was 30? No, I believe uh, he was in, like, his early tw- early 20s, I believe is what the story Oh. Was. So, see, I was thinking it was a $35,000 over time, like, an accumulation, and that he was, like... A- you know, older person than his parents threw it away, but that, this is different, because that person probably has had access to digital porn. Yeah, and then, you know, somebody early 20s to have, you know, $35,000 to just, you know, I'm sure, like, not all at once, but... Maybe that's all he does. I mean, I don't know. (laughs) Because I mean that's that's a hell of a that's a hell of a part time job to like, right? I don't know. That's it's wild to me. It's absolutely wild. I I think it's cool that he won, just because like that is a lot of money. Yeah. For someone to just throw away, so it is cool that he won. But it's just a very strange. The whole situation is very bizarre. Yeah. More questions than answers. Yeah, I can't I can't even think of like I can't even fathom taking your parents to court over something like that. Mom, where's my porn? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and how how did he know it was thirty five thousand dollars worth? Right. Like Did he have a finalized list of it? Was there like receipts? And, like, was there see? There, was there an accounting involved? Like, That's why I thought this was like an older collector. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you know, hey, congratulations to uh, that young man. Yeah. Now he can rebuild. That's right. And you know, I I hope he does, and I hope he washes his hands. That's- oh God, me too. And lots of hand sanitizer, please. Yeah. And thank you. So we have come to the part of the show where I um, ask all my guests a set of 15 random questions that I have found on the internet. Um, Some people sent them to me. Um, You game to play? Yep. All right. Number one, what website, not app, do you frequent the most? Uh, probably BBC News. Okay. I'm boring. <laughs> I, I, I feel that mine's, mine's AP. So I... Oh, there you go. Um, sweet, sweet tea or lemonade? Lemonade. Who was your favorite Spice Girl? Um, scary. Okay. 
What is the most terrible thing that you watched all the way through on Netflix or Hulu? Oh my God, behind her eyes. I hated it so much. I don't know that I know that. Oh, that's the one with um, the site. He's like a psychologist and his wife is all crazy and the guy starts sleeping with his secretary. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. This crazy stuff starts to happen. It was awful. Like, I was furious that I watched it all the way to the end. <laughs> I've seen previews for that. I'm, I'm glad I haven't watched it yet. It's stupid. Don't watch it. Uh, pancakes or waffles? Waffles. All right. Renaissance fair or sci-fi convention? Ooh. That's a hard one. <laughs> Because I'm like a history nerd, right? So Ren Faire would be fun, but I'm also a science nerd. So can I do both? Sure, why not? There's All right, I want to do both. Yeah, both. Um, do you have an unusual celebrity crush? Like somebody, when you bring it up, people are like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix. Like early yeah. Joaquin or Joaquin early, yeah, early, early Joaquin. Like, oh, okay. Well, that's not that's not weird. Like yeah. early Joaquin was all right. Now Joaquin's a little weird, but yeah. yeah. Um, bra always on or only when you have to? Only when I have to. And even then, sometimes not. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, sweater or hoodie? Hoodie. I love a hoodie. I mean, I'm Canadian. Come on. <laughs> True. <laughs> um, if you could have an entire movie theater all to yourself and you could watch any movie in the entire world, what movie would you pick? Hmm. Joy Luck Club. Oh, that's a good one. Isn't it? That's a good one. I've seen it on TV, but I was not, I haven't seen it in movie theater. And I think just, it would ha visually be very nice to watch on a big screen. I, I see that it was all the colors and mm -hmm. like, yeah, that movie was very well shot. Yes. Love it. Do you wash your legs in the shower? Um, yeah. <laughs> I am. Japanese, we invented the art of bathing. Yes, I wash everything. <laughs> um, pool or ocean? Ocean. Okay. If they were making a uh, biopic about your life, who would play you? Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can see that. I can see yeah, that. That's true. <laughs> they would cast her and then she would sue because they released the movie on streaming. Exactly. Ugh. Uh, nude beach or not a chance? Um, like, I guess I can do it. I, I mean, I'm not, I've given birth four times. I have no shame. <laughs> it's all gone. Um, and finally, 
What is the best piece of advice you've ever gotten? You can do everything, just not at once. Um, a wonderful woman um, in Louisiana, she's a, a politician in Louisiana, told me this years ago um, when I was trying to manage a full-time job and raise four kids and go to school part-time. And she said, you can only do, you can do everything, but not at once. So you have to pick the one thing that you're doing right now. Are you raising your kids? Are you going to school or are you working? And that's where you need to put all of your energy. Um, and that advice really changed a lot in my life because I was trying to give 100% to everything and you just can't do that. And um, so I think that that's been something that has stuck with me for a long time. I think that's, and that's a piece of advice that like we could all use. Like, yeah that's a hard lesson to learn it is because we want to do everything we want to do all the things but yeah we got to focus on what we're good at and what we can actually get done awesome well we have come to the end of the show um i want to thank you for being here today thank you for inviting me i have had an absolute blast having you on this show me too um, Anytime you would like to come back, you give me a shout and I will make space for you. Awesome. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed this too. Um, I hope the kids had a wonderful first day of school. They, I'm sure they are having a blast. And I will talk to you soon. Yep. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. If you didn't enjoy this episode, why the fuck are you even still here? If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can email us at don'tmakethisweirdpod at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at sb83productions, on Instagram at springbreak83productions. Don't Make This Weird is a Spring Break 83 production.